WBS 87 Atlanta. WAEN FM Atlanta. WBHH and on iHeartRadio. The home of the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies. This is Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Street, street, street. Streaming online at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Views and opinions expressed on this program does not necessarily reflect those of Beat Break 87 FM, Reach One Communications, volunteers, staff, and management of Reach One Communications. This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Are you listening? Damn. Guys, what's going on? This is Mario, and I would like to welcome you back in to another episode of the Random Select Podcast. It's the podcast that's all about thought-provoking talk, and I am your host uh, right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Uh, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me, as I like to say all the time. I don't care whether you're hanging out at the crib, you're at the gym, getting that workout in, you're sitting in traffic, or you're just at the house just chilling. We definitely appreciate you tuning in to the Random Select Podcast. Um, let everybody know that we're out here, people. Um, let, a, let them know that we're right here on um, TheRandomSelect.com You can go there for all the blogs, vlogs, and past podcasts We're on BeatBreakRadioFM.com You can go there and see what's going on in the community Check out the website, click on the Listen Now link That'll bring you right into the Random Select Podcast Right where you need to be um, You can also download the Beat Break mobile app Or you can also catch uh, past episodes of the podcast And people, please don't forget that the podcast re-airs from 10 to 12 Monday through Friday so don't know how long that's going to be in effect so while it is in effect please enjoy it just in case you're missing me right now you can tune in later on tonight uh, for you people who work in that um, middle shift or that late night shift you can check me out and um, hey if you like what you're hearing please share um, what's going on we trying to get everybody um you know feeling good it's, it's it's headed toward the weekend so uh we just want to make sure everybody feeling good everybody trying to get things in order hope it's the weather holds up hope it'll be great hopefully it's good enough for people to put some on the grill and still are trying to you know feel like spring is is really here and, uh, and old man winter has gone and packed his bag and got on up out of here um, with that being said, I wanted to put a question to you guys today, you know, in this first part of the show, um, I wanted to ask you, um, a question, which is harder, leaving a bad relationship or starting over, you know, I would like to know, uh, for you guys, which, which, um, is harder, you can, um, leave me, uh, check in on the, um, social media, check in on the Facebook page, on the Twitter page, or on the Instagram page, and, uh, let me know which is harder. Um, I got a few um, ideas as far as I'm concerned, which is harder, what I think might be um, difficult to do. And for me, it's leaving a bad relationship. 
um, because I feel that once I, I'm, I'm leaving, starting over is is not a good thing, especially once you reach a certain age, especially once, uh, especially if you're a certain personality type where you feel that you just have to have somebody, you know. And people go, well, um, if it was me, I could be, no, no, no. Sometimes people are those type of people where you just have to have somebody. And none of the traditional rules to leaving somebody apply to that person. Because even if they wanted to, it's just something in their DNA and their core that makes them feel they need to be with somebody, right? That's how we have people who jump from relationship to relationship. They just can't be alone. They can't take some time to fix themselves or either get to know themselves because that's just their personality type. They need somebody around. So I, I can't stand when people always try to fit everybody into that same bubble. You can you can um, say all you want, like Steve Harvey will say, you know, the ninety day rule and stuff. Ninety day rule do not apply to a person who feel like they just have to be with somebody. They need to be with somebody. Need companionship. Tired of being alone. So you could throw all that out to one. But I'm asking the question: Which is harder, to leave a bad relationship? Or to start over Because some people got a real true fear Of starting over Some people have been with a person um, So long Or have had this person mentally conditioned them To believe certain things Like no one else will want you But me And I'm not saying that that's a functional Great relationship Inside of that relationship there's dysfunction But I'm just trying to look at it from all Angles You know, um, That person has been told that no one would want you besides me look at you you know you you might be they may try to assassinate your personal character say you don't look good say you're overweight and then they'll try to make it seem like they're the only person willing to put up with such a despicable person like you then over time if you hear that enough times you tend to believe it so therefore you can't lead the bad relationship because mentally you've been conditioned to think only that person that you're in this bad relationship with wants you and that's totally a sign of dysfunction because what we don't understand is and what we keep trying to um, work into things and try to overcome you can't overcome dysfunctionality I mean, if you put yourself in a situation where all the pieces of a certain puzzle are dysfunctional, you can never finish that puzzle. But sometimes because some things feel right to us and some things feel like in the moment, it feels like we could fix it or it feels right. Because let's face it, dysfunction is, is, is like a... Um, a shapeshifter, one of the people who can mimic um, people or mimic things. It mimic love. It feels like love. It looks like love. It tastes like love. You know, it even sounds like love. But ultimately, it's not. And some people are so starved for love that they don't give a damn if they got dysfunction. They don't give a damn that if it's not real crab meat. They will take the imitation crab meat. Which is the function over the real crap meat, which is love. And sometimes I can't even lie, I've been a victim of that myself. Sometimes dysfunction feels really good, you know? It feels like love, but with a shelf life, you know what I mean? Because true love sometimes don't have a shelf life, but dysfunction at some point always come to a head. Whether either you rising up or the dysfunction gets so bad that you have no choice but to make a move, you know? So, looking in the mirror, 
It'll look like love, taste like love, feel like love, sound like love, but ultimately it's dysfunction. Dysfunction. And what I was saying about dysfunction is if you take all the pieces of something around you, like let's say if you come, um, <clears throat> let's say if you go to work at a, um, let's say an assembly plant where you uh, make some type of product. Let's say you got a dysfunctional team leader who's your first direct person. You know, that person that give you breaks to go to the bathroom and things of that nature that, that fill in your spot, right? And let's say you got a supervisor that dysfunction, that person that the team leader reports to, right? And then let's say the plant engineer is dysfunctional. That's the person that the supervisor report to. At some point, if you got all those levels of dysfunction going on, your job is going to be hard to do. It's going to be hard for you to perform great. It's going to be hard for you to function. It's going to be hard for you to feel like you want to go to this place when every level that you go to is dysfunctional. You complain to the team leader about something not right with your job. He's dysfunctional. He can't make it happen. Then you go to the supervisor. That person is dysfunctional. They can't make it happen. Then you complain to the plant manager about the supervisor and the team leader. But that plant manager can't help you because he's dysfunctional too. Ultimately, this leads to an environment where you are ultimately going to stop working at this job. Where you're ultimately going to leave this job behind. Because I don't care what anybody say. It's hard to have a healthy relationship inside a dysfunctional environment. And anybody that tell you that they can, it's short-lived. It's a lie. It make work for a minute until dysfunction either boils over into something really drastic or one or two or both or all the parties get tired of dealing with each other because they know at some point this is headed nowhere. And I don't care who you are. Everybody get tired of uh, running in circles at some point, even race car drivers. <laughs> they get tired of driving in circles and you're going to get tired of running in those emotional circles when you're dealing with those dysfunctional people. So that's why I pick leaving a bad relationship because it's just hard to do. Because what if you're the type of person who can't recognize what, what you're in what if you're the type of person who can't recognize that this is dysfunction and this is not love and then you're wasting three four five six seven eight nine ten years of your life where something feels like one thing but is not you know and then one day it comes to that um, harsh conclusion that the whole time this was dysfunction it was never love and then now you come to that harsh reality that this is how much time you wasted you wasted a decade on something that never ever was going to come to fruition because you took too long to recognize the curveball everybody can recognize the fastball but that's why you have a lot of hitters who have trouble with the curve guys so I asked that question which is harder to do leave a bad relationship or to start over now once again if you're that type of person who feels that they just can't be alone starting over is the choice you're gonna pick because to you you just don't want to do it you just can't do it it's just something in your brain just says that you can't stand the quality of silence you can't stand the monotony of being alone it's just something about you that makes you feel that you need to have somebody around 
something about you that you feel you need somebody to hold you, hug you, kiss you, touch you. And you don't give a damn. You're not interested in knowing yourself. What you know about yourself is that you need someone around. So not everybody is interested on these personal journeys where everybody say you need to take some time to get to know yourself. Yeah, not everybody is interested in that. Not everybody wants to know themselves. Not everybody are, you know, <laughs> not everybody is interesting enough for them to even be excited to themselves. So and then you flip that around is you got some people who don't want to know themselves because if they truly got to know themselves, they wouldn't even like the person that they see. Because sometimes who we are is not what we used to be. Sometimes life has dictated how we have become who we are. And a lot of us are walking around not truly liking who we are. I mean, we'll laugh, we'll joke, we'll put on the front, we'll put on the facade in front of people. We'll act like at work we got it all together. But we don't. When we have that downtime, that alone moment inside our uh, home, we all those insecurities come out. That's why you see so many people being certain way, being a certain way on social media because all those insecurities of not being comfortable with who you are comes out. That's why it's so easy to write statements and say the things that people say on social media because there's so many insecurities out there that we all walking around with this facade like we got it all together. When the truth of the matter is, the majority of us don't. But the majority of us get paid a, uh, enough money just so we can all keep it together. The money makes it worth keeping the facade up, you know? Um, I can't imagine how many people um, Like Michael Baisden Say you know why men cry in the dark I can't imagine how many people are Having issues when they're alone by themselves Just wondering why me Why can I have this job Why can I have this person Why can I live here Why can I drive this car Why me You know But when they come back to work They'll come off as confident you know, come off as smart, intelligent. But it's amazing how that surface is a fool. You know, on the outside, on the surface, we look one way. But if somebody could run your heart, your emotions, your insecurities through an x-ray machine, they'd see all type of people in there screaming, Help! Help! Please, somebody help me. I'm insecure. I'm afraid. I'm alone. I'm broke. I'm desperate. Please, somebody help me. If somebody could run that, your soul across the x-ray machine, they'd see that we, a lot of us, have issues. And that's why the country is pretty much going through what it's going through now, you know? Um, I just saw a thing to... Um, that the Simpsons people are having an issue with uh, the white guy playing Apu on the Simpsons, an Indian guy. This man been doing this for 30 years. And now all of a sudden people got an issue with it. I mean, honestly, people, we got bigger fish to fry in this country than whether a white man is playing an Indian man on television. Really, people are being killed. Uh, out here in these streets People being arrested Just because they sat in um, Starbucks And we're worrying about If a white man is playing 
a Indian man Apu and that's that's part of the problem that's part of the insecurities that I'm talking about we as a country has deemed and tried to make everybody so soft has done it they're doing a really good job at making you look to the left when the real issues are going on to the right we got to wake the hell up people who the, who the hell cares who, who's voicing a fake character? Honestly, think about this. Do you really in your hearts of heart care what color is the person that's playing Apu? I know I don't give a damn. So why is this even a, a thing that's coming across news feeds and timelines? Why? Who cares? But... That's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother thing. But it goes back into now because everybody is feeling a certain way. We got a lot of people uh, being really sensitive and need everybody to side with them. Then you got the people over here who's putting up the facade that's acting like they um, out there and acting like they confident. And then what's happening is that slowly but for surely we're unraveling because the sensitive people are way too goddamn sensitive. And the positive people are who's putting up the facade are way too goddamn fake. So, I don't know where we find that delicate balance anymore in this country. So we can get things leveled off and get things back to where we could just say that, I don't know, whatever happened to the days when a person would just say, my bad, I was wrong. I just wish we can go back to that. I could respect the person more instead of coming up with all these lies, coming up with these excuses, coming up with all this stuff. Sometimes as a man, as a person, just look into the camera, talking to the microphone, say, my bad, I screwed up. But now we can't do that because nobody wants to take accountability for anything. Anytime something goes wrong, we always looking at another person. I can't stand that. Anytime I screw up, I just say me. I don't look to pun it off on anybody because I know I messed up. Now, if it's a time where somebody needs to be blamed for it, yes, I'll blame for it if it's their fault. But if it's my fault, I just say, hey, look, Mario, you screwed up, player. That's just the way it is. You messed up. But nobody takes accountability for anything in this country. And I know I'm straying way to the left of what I was originally talking about. So I'm going I'm, to I'm I'm bring that back in. So the question is, <laughs> which is harder to do? Uh, get out of a bad relationship or start over? I don't see starting over as a bad thing. Because sometimes starting over is almost that indication of that you did what you had to do to get out that bad relationship starting over sometimes is that one thing that that helps you say to yourself that i was that in that relationship or i was that in that situation but now that i get a chance to start over i can be anything that i want to be i could do anything that i want to do I can go anywhere that I want to go because I'm starting over. Whatever mistakes I made right there, done. I'm going to put them to the side. I won't make them anymore because I know where I went wrong. Right? Any um, things that I did right, I can take those, bring them over to my new start over and approve upon them. Now that I know that I've dated four or five women that's like that, I know that I'm attracted to a certain type, right? 
So now I need to sit down with my start over and reevaluate the type of woman that I like, the type of woman that I'm attracting, the type of woman that I'm attracted to. So to me, starting over is not a bad thing. Starting over gives you a chance to wipe the slate clean and to fix a lot of impurities and errors from that past situation that you just got of to try to make it better. And even with that being said, there's still no guarantees that it's going to be better. There's still no guarantees that even though you know what you did wrong, even though you feel you got the blueprint, the blueprint, the game plan, that it's all going to work out right. Because sometimes people are damn good at, at, at putting up errors and putting up facades and making you see the illusion, making you buy into the dream that they want you to buy in. Because you could be thinking that you're not talking to that same old person that you've been talking to or you could feel like you're not you didn't attract uh, that same old person that you normally been attracted but if that person is that wolf in sheep's clothing and doing a damn good job of putting up that illusion you don't know you got the same old person until the until it hits the fan you know so i see starting over to me as a beautiful beautiful thing it's just full of so many opportunities you know, um, it's like a um, you got an opportunity to, to let whatever you're trying to achieve go in any particular direction. Unless you're just that OCD type person that's trying to control it and make it go how you want it to go, which is fine too. That's where we're within your rights. But I just think starting over is just, I don't know, it's something pure and right about it. It's something that says that because look at it. Let's 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 look at this from a realistic from a dating standpoint. No matter what relationship you in, no matter how it turns out, the first part of ninety five percent of all relationship is the most beautiful part of the relationship. And most of us, if we could bottle up the beginning of the relationship, the first, I don't know, three, four, five months of the relationship and just put it in a continuous loop so it could, you could feel that experience and do this over and over and over again, we would. You would keep, once y'all level off until not going out anymore, especially for the women, you would keep where he feel that um, don't want to take you out. You should cook where you feel like you don't want to go to the movies. Uh, let's just watch Netflix and hang out the house. You will keep the beginning before you level out until that mundane routine. You know, you will keep when it was just you and that person. And now you got to meet his family, his sisters, and then deal with people you potentially don't like. Same thing with you, Esther, man. You got to meet her, her, her family, and 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 now you you got people expecting you to do things because you sort of like an extension of the family. You don't like that part of it. You like that part when it was merely you and her. Nobody really knew you exist on her side. Nobody really knew she exists on your side. All people know is, um, hey, so you hanging out with that new girl this weekend? Yep. <laughs> if you could bottle that up and keep that part of it, we all would. Because nobody wants the part where you look up, you 15 years in with three kids and the spark just ain't there. You guys are not having sex. You guys are not going out on dates. You guys are not going on trips. You just settled in to your routine Monday through Friday. You know exactly what your routine is Come the weekend you know exactly what your routine is There's no variation or variety in your life whatsoever You my friend have turned into Al Bundy You are married with children 
nobody really wants that part of it i mean that's what we all end up eventually doing and that's what you understand that it takes to be an adult that's 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 life right but if we had a choice and if we could choose nobody would want to settle into what we consider to be life we would keep that first beginning phase of it and just keep it fresh well, she's happy to see you. You happy to see her. What you want to do? It take y'all 20 minutes to decide because it really don't matter. But as long as y'all just hanging out, what you want to do? Uh, it really don't matter as long as I'm with you. No, oh, baby, what you want to do? I'm serious. It don't matter as long as I'm with you. No, baby, what you want to do? I'm serious. I, I don't care. Let's just drive. We'll figure out as we drive. You remember those days where a woman would just tell you to drive? We'll figure it out as, 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 as we going along. So... It's funny how things work, you know. It's just funny how all that changes. So that's why I don't look at starting over as a bad thing. Starting over is literally the apex of possibilities. It's it's literally that moment where you feel good about something. And yes, you're going to have some potential things that go wrong because starting over is not always... You know, um, don't kick in right away. Sometimes it's going to take you uh, a little time to find the right person, find the right situation, find the right thing. But when you do, it feels good. The same way how bad that bad relationship felt when you just got out of it. This is as good as a good relationship feel when you're in it. And starting over can be really great because, like I said, you can totally transform yourself. You don't have to be whatever it was you was in that relationship you don't have to be that anymore you could totally try to transform your thought process your mind your body how you see things your intellectual level your perception level you could totally transform who you are if you wanted to so that's what makes starting over so damn beautiful so i just wanted to give y'all a little food for thought one to ask y'all which one was harder um, getting out of a bad relationship or starting over. And we're going to leave it like that because we're right up against the break. You're listening to the Random Select Podcast. This the podcast is all about thought-provoking talk. I am your host, Mario, right here on Beat Break 87 FM, Atlanta's new underground station where music and talk radio lives. Catch you guys right after the break. Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Hi, this is Clifford English, your host and producer of The Gospel Train. Join me every Sunday right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. You will be encouraged, you will be equipped, you will be educated, you will be entertained, all while hearing the best in gospel music. Don't miss your connection with The Gospel Train right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. BeatBreakRadioFM.com we specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to bvmobileapps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. Hey, world. It's your man, Precise, and I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. Stay in tune. 
That's precise music. Music is spelled with a Z. He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist, Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. I am Benjamin T. Montgomery. I invented a vote for color. I am the former president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela! Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation? It's when there are acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation. Stay tuned to Beat Break 87 FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On, available online including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high and have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Right now, right now, Beat Break Radio is taking it to the streets to find out what's happening in your city. Hello, I'm Amber Lyons, CEO and founder of From Pain to Purpose. Come out on Saturday, May the 19th from 4 to 8 p.m. and join us as we celebrate the youth in our community at our Healing Pains Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. We're shining a spotlight on our youth who have overcome life's adversities and they're using their gifts and talents to inspire others. Meet us at Green Forest Community Baptist Church, 3250 Rainbow Drive, Decatur, Georgia. Search for tickets now on Eventbrite under Healing Pain Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. Thank you. We're always taking it to the streets on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. When it comes to hip hop, R&B, and talk radio, no one does it better than Beat Break 87 FM. This segment is brought to you by Patrick S. Duncan's latest spoken word project, What's Going On? Enjoy thought-provoking poetry by spoken word artist himself, Patrick S. Duncan. Visit cdbaby.com slash cd slash Patrick S. Duncan and order your copy today. What's Going On is also available on iTunes. This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Alright guys, welcome back in from the break You're inside the Random Select Podcast It's the podcast that's all about thought-provoking talk right here On Beat Break 87 FM Atlanta's new underground station Where music and talk radio lives I am your host Definitely hope you guys enjoyed the first part of the show um, before we go any further and get into the subject on this portion of the show I just want to tell you guys thank you for listening um, Also share guys if you're liking what you're hearing please share You can go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com Click on the listen now it'll bring you right into the show 
And uh, we're always streaming live 24-7 So catch all the other shows that's on the um, station um, You could go to the Facebook page Like the Random Select page Leave a comment right there We're always putting up stuff we're late. We always let you know daily when the show is on um, you could catch the shows uh, re-airing every night, Monday through Friday, from 10 to 12. Don't know how long that's going to be in effect, but until it's not in effect, please enjoy it. For all you late night people working that uh, second shift and that third shift, enjoy the show. Um, don't forget to download the Beat Break mobile app as well. You can catch the shows on demand. Um, and don't forget in the mornings, you could catch the... Um, uh, Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey and the gang And also don't forget after my show You got the Brass King with the Rush Hour Mix coming up So it's nothing but that goodness and that hotness Streaming 24-7 right here on Beat Break, hey, Beat Break 87FM um, Guys, also if you would like to contact me You can contact me at randomselect at gmail.com That's randomselect at gmail.com That's select with two T's And you can also go to the randomselect.com Where you can catch all the blogs and the vlogs And all those good things like that Um, In this portion of the show I want to talk to you guys about I saw a, a video on Facebook of a guy who was um, letting this little girl um, pretty much putting rounds of ammunition in his little girl's hand and with her had a blindfold on and she was able to tell him what type of round she had in her hand and I just thought that this was a little disturbing for the simple fact this little girl couldn't have been no older than maybe about 10 years old and I get what he's trying to do but I think it's just a uh, really radical way of doing it and I, I don't know if he's planning his daughter you know preparing his daughter for when the government collapse and for her to be ready to help overthrow the government or hold her own when the government do collapse but I think that maybe he's forcing how he feel and pushing his agenda on a little girl because at the end of the day um, once you start Elevating this little girl mind up into um, an adult status with her being as young as she is What is supposed to happen when she go to school with her Friends and her peers her classmates What is the teacher supposed to tell a little girl when this is her mindset? You know and when 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 you're elevating her to start thinking along the lines of an adult when she's a 10 year old kid I just don't understand how Somewhere along the way The woman in your life allows this To happen unless she just Is alone the same uh, Brain thought as you Because Ultimately what you're doing is you're Taking this little girl innocence away From her she's a little girl she should be Worried about you know daughter Explorer you know playing on her tablet uh, Drawing and, and playing Video games and just being a kid instead of Worrying about ammunition rounds and breaking down a gun and and things of that nature and but like i said i understand certain aspects of what he's trying to do i just think that he's going about it in a real extreme radical way now i do believe in certain things because i tell my girls all the time i have um, four daughters and i tell them all the time do not let any man promise you something that your father can't give to you you know, don't let them promise you uh, material things or money and to put you in a compromising situation. 
Don't let any man make you feel like you have to do something because you want what he's dangling in front of your face, whatever it may be. You come to me, you come to your father, we'll sit down, we talk about it, and we work it out. But do not let anyone devalue what your self-worth is. Do not let anyone um, sell make you sell out your morality do not let anyone take your self-esteem twist it all up and make you think that you're worthless because you always got one man in your life right here that's always going to help you build up your self-worth and make you understand that you are precious you are beautiful and you are loved so i always tell my daughters do not let a man promise you something that your dad can't get for you Whatever he promised you Your dad can do for you too And if he asking you to do something That's going to compromise who you are Then that man don't love you from the get go And I tell them that all the time If he's promising you something That makes you feel that is not right Or makes you feel that It's going to lower your self worth This man don't love you And that's the bottom line you can sugarcoat it any way you want is what I tell them. You could say, but he brings this to the table, bring that to the table. Yeah, but what he don't bring to the table is a true unconditional love for you. And if he don't do that, then you don't need that. You understand what I'm saying? So I get where he's coming from in that particular aspect of it. I understand. So I will never tell this presumably tell this father how to raise his kid i'm just saying in my personal opinion that this is way to the left you know it's it's, it's no reason that a 10 year old girl should <laughs> logically know how to break down a rifle and a gun you know no once you put a, a bullet in her hand know what type of bullet it is what are you building though you're you Let's just be honest This is a mistake waiting to happen Because at 10 years old She's going to be a 10 year old kid No matter what you try to teach her No matter what you try to instill in her It can't go against God logic As far as her being 10 10 year olds are going to do things that 10 year olds do Which means one day she's going to be playing around With a gun and it's going to go off Because she's 10 And she's going to mess around and lose her life or she's going to mess around and shoot you or shoot one of her siblings or shoot her her mother because she's 10. I don't know. No right minded adult would put a firearm in a 10 year old girl's hand, a 10 year old boy hand because they're kids. That's. For them to make mistakes is is inevitable. It's prone for them to make mistakes. That's why we are the parents to to help try to guide them in the right direction to keep them from making mistakes. Because I tell my daughters all the time, my job is to not prevent you from making mistakes. You're going to make mistakes because you're human and we all have. My job as a father, as a parent, is to prevent you from making big mistakes. Because some big mistakes you can't come back from. Like the gun actually accidentally going off and she's shooting herself or she shoot you or one of her siblings that's a big mistake that you cannot come back from so i get it i get you want her to um know about huey p newton i get that and i get that you're trying to teach her and instill in her if something was to ever happen to you she pick up where you left off and, and take care of her siblings there's nothing wrong in teaching your kids that That's a very good thing to teach them family pride and doing things together as a community. And I would never say that um, you should depend on the government for anything. I'm definitely not in that 
mind frame because at the end of the day you have to take care of yourself and I, i've been instilling that in my kids for the longest we watch take care of us watch first you know before we go out trying to seek help or looking out for a helping hand let's see if we can fix it internally first whatever the problem is let's see if we can fix it with our own resources first now it's a big difference between um asking for help and looking for a handout because the older you get you understand that it take does take a village to accomplish certain things and if you're trying to accomplish certain things sometimes you do need somebody who might have a better expertise than you in a certain area and they can help you out you might have somebody that uh, understands something better than you and they can help you out and that's it's nothing wrong with asking for help because we all need help in doing certain things sometimes as long as you're putting yourself in a position to one day to be able to repay the favor and help somebody back now that's asking for help but i am definitely not um in the business or, or in the uh, market of teaching my kids my offspring to ask for handouts asking for handouts is getting to the point where you have become physically and mentally lazy and you don't want to do anything and you think that you know opportunity and good fortune is supposed to just come knock on your door and just put opportunity and good fortune right in your lap said it instead of you getting out there and you working for it you earning it and you making it happen no i don't teach my kids to look for handouts because if that's the type of person you're going to be then you're going to set yourself up for not a great life especially if you're waiting for the government to come in and uh, give you a handout if you're constantly waiting for somebody to give you something you're going to find yourself in a constant state of misery you're going to find yourself in a constant state of um always never having the things you need to be successful in life now i agree with him on that you don't you don't let the government dictate how you're going to live your life the government is there to kind of aid and abet and aid and you know um and and help you it's not meant to take care of you and 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 and, and do all the things for you at some point you got to take some responsibility for who you are now i agree with him in that like i said i agree with some of the things that he's saying in the video but it's better ways to teach your daughter that she is a queen she is she is everything than putting bullets in her hand than putting rifles and handguns in a child's hand like i said to me the girl don't look like she's no more than 10 years old and i might be overstating that she look like she might be eight or nine you know but it's better ways of getting your message across and once again i'm not coming on here and presuming to tell anybody how to raise their kids no that's not my aim that's not what i'm saying i'm just giving a personal opinion of how i think it's too far now would i ever go in and tell that man to stop no because he can raise his kids however he see fit but i just think ultimately he's taking this kid's childhood away from her because once you elevate a kid to this type of level there's no coming back to being a regular kid playing in the yards playing with her dolls playing with her friends and things of that nature she's been breaking down semi-automatic weapons and no 45 bullets 22 bullets you know bullets and stuff like that at that particular point playing dolls is beneath her so if this girl ever get out of line at school what do you what what do you what's gonna be your position on this are you trying to raise her to grow up to start her own militia wherever you guys live at are you currently the leader of a militia or something like that 
Now, the problem I got with this is, is that if this was an Arab video making it on Facebook, they would say that these people are, are training and recruiting terrorists with that type of mindset what he's telling this little girl and we just found out recently on facebook that mark zuckerberg has said that um they have over seven seventy five hundred facebook moderators now how in the hell did this video make it up there you know either those moderators suck at their job or facebook y'all need more moderators because this is the type of thing that should have been flagged and should be off of Facebook because now you might have some more people seeing this and saying, you know what, I need to start teaching my kid, my little girl, how to break down guns, how to tell what the round is and what it goes to, you know. And I get the part where he says, you know, she's supposed to take care of her siblings if anything ever happened to him. I get that. I get the part where he's teaching her worth that way she can never become a bitch or a whore to a man. I get all of that. That part I have no qualms with. I just don't think you teach kids to play with guns. And a lot of people say, well, if you teach them properly, you know, it's not playing with guns. You're teaching them to respect guns and things of that nature. Yeah, that's fine if they was kids of age. But a 10-year-old is going to be a 10-year-old no matter what you teach them unless they do get housed. And for some of y'all younger people, you won't get that reference about Doogie House. Um, but what I'm trying to tell you is that at the end of the day, a 10-year-old is a 10-year-old. At the end of the day, this is a little girl. She should not be able to tell you what a 45 round is, what a 22 round is, break down a gun and put it back together at 10 years old. Because at this particular point, you are setting her up for... I just don't know. It's, I, I just see nothing good or positive come for this. But I'm just gonna play the, the, the uh, play the clip, and um, you guys chime in on it. Miss Grace, what kind of round do you have? Twenty-two. What kind of round do you have now? Three. What kind of round do you have? Three. What kind of round do you have now? Forty-eight, four, forty-five. What kind of round do you have now? Twenty-two. Miss Grace, if we want to give jobs to our family and friends, what is that called? Autism. If you have a bunch of friends who don't do shit, are they an asset or a liability? A liability. How many people on the registered sex offender list? 750,000. Daddy taught you that you were a goddess, so you could never be anybody's what? Bitch or hoe. Remove your blindfold. Who is Huey P. Newton? An African political actress, a revolutionary who belonged to Bob Seale, co-founded the Black Panther Party in 1966. Who's coming to save you? Nobody. I have to save myself. And if I die today, then what's your job? To pick up where you left off and take care of my siblings. Good job. All right. You can hear her um, playing with the guns, you know, um, breaking them down, and she has a blindfold on while she's doing all of that. Like I said, I get what he's trying to do i just think it's a bit um extreme you know and i just think that uh once again this is a little girl you know we already got enough problems facing 
um, us black people in this country as it is. So one day this little girl might be out and about when she becomes old enough to carry guns and some policemen take it the wrong way or either she feels that if the police pull me over, I got these guns, I feel like I might need to bust. Or uh, what if she's the type of little girl that's easily get mad at somebody and she knows where you keep these guns and she knows how to use the gun and she lose her temper, which kids are prone to do sometimes and she just go shoot somebody because you've put in her hands and you've taught her how to use these guns so i just think that sometimes i think he's losing track of the fact that she's a 10 year old little girl no matter what she may display around you but you don't know what she, she's only 10 you you kind of really don't know what her personality trait is really going to be like like i said what if somebody pisses her off what if she get mad at somebody you know what what is the conversation going to be like when she know that she has a gun at her disposal and she can go shoot someone like i said what what happens when she grows up the police pull over and she's of this radical mindset that you are setting for her you know um and you already telling her that if somebody don't pull their weight that they ain't about shit right which like i said i ain't mad at that particular part of it but she automatically at 10 is already going to start expecting 10 year olds to think like she thinks expect her friends to think like um she think and do what she does and, and what if they don't know she's going to walk around thinking that 10 year old peers of hers um ain't shit or she gonna be feeling like um that she shouldn't associate herself with people because you put this mindset in her at 10 years old it's the same difference that we complain about people um, preaching racism and hate inside of their homes you learn it from it's not something you're born with it's something that someone has taught you it's something that you have observed and patterns of behavior that you have observed in your home and her patterns of behavior that she's observing in her home is no different than what we're fighting against what we're fighting for and i know you're not saying that you're teaching and in this particular thing you're not teaching her anything but racism i mean not teaching her racism but i'm just saying that along the lines the same way racism is learned you're teaching her about these guns without knowing uh, what you're really creating not knowing that she could be a time bomb she's tinged her for her full personality traits haven't formed yet her full how she's going to think mentally hasn't formed yet but you've armed her with weapons what if she is a hot tempered kid i'm just saying this has the potential to have all type of bad effects you know have the potential to just go so wrong and then you'll be sitting back blaming yourself wondering you know why did you go down this particular road and i would love to to know what her mom is thinking you know what i mean i, I would love to know that to try to see if her mom agrees with that but like i said i'm, I'm not hating on the fact that what he's trying to teach i just think that the way he's going about it is extreme and like i said in the first uh, before I played the clip, I would never presume to try to tell any parent how to raise their kids. That's that's not what I'm saying here. That's not what I'm trying to get at. I'm just saying that is a bit extreme. I wish I could sit down and talk to this guy and try to explain to me, you know, what's the thought process behind that. Because I'm not looking at this from a closed-minded standpoint. I really wish he would sit down and talk with me and say, hey, look, this is what I'm trying to teach her. This is what I was thinking behind this. This is the thought process. This is how I feel. 
and this is how I feel that in order for her to survive in order for our family to survive this is what I feel she needs to learn so I, I really wish he could because I, I would listen. I, I would not be negative. I would sit down. Like I said, what he's teaching her is very good. Teaching her some self-worth. I get that. I teach that to my daughters every day. Teach that to my sons every day. You, you got to understand your self-worth because if you don't understand your self-worth, you open up yourself to a bunch of naivety you know what i mean you you open up yourself to a bunch of manipulation when you don't understand who you are where you come from and, and what you're worth and where you're going because if you feel you have no self-worth then you feel you're going nowhere so anybody can bring any dumbness to your world to your life and you'll fall for it because you feel that you have nothing to live for you feel there's no big picture all you see is things right here and right now and you don't have the ability to process how dumb this is that they're asking you to do so i get that part of it. teaching her about the black panthers I, I get that part of it you want to know that at some point we did have organizations that was will, ready willing and able to fight back i get that part i get that part where you're teaching her to say hey look if anything ever happened to me if i cannot continue to carry on or be a soldier in this army what is your responsibility your responsibility is to pick up where i left off from and take care of your sibling that i have no quarrels with whatsoever no beef would never um you know uh chastise or talk down or try to tell anybody how to do that i get that i just have a problem with the gun part Right, I, I, I get all the other stuff, the words I don't have no problem with. I agree with him 100%. I just don't understand what is um, the purpose of teaching her at 10 years old what caliber bullets do what and how to break down a gun and, and, and build a gun back up blind for. I just don't understand what's the purpose of it. And, um, and I get that part where he's telling her that, hey, look, if you get in a tough bind things go sideways or go south who's coming to save you nobody i got to save myself now let me tell you something i agree with that 100 percent. that man right there understands that if if push come to shove nobody's coming to help you nobody's coming to save you we got countless events that have happened in this country history that tells us that if major things happen you're on your own nobody's coming to save you Look at Katrina. Look at Hurricane Katrina. Look what happened. Look at, I mean, more recently, look at Puerto Rico. If 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 things boil down to it, nobody's coming to help you. You really do got to fend, fight, and, you know, claw for yourself. I get all of that. I just wish that he would wait until she got a little older to play with the guns. Because at the end of the day, a 10-year-old is going to be a 10-year-old. And I pray and hope for his family's sake, for the little girl's sake, that nothing dumb ever happens. I hope he just don't ever get too comfortable with her around those guns, saying that she can handle herself and forget that she's a kid. And kids tend to do uh, dumb things. They tend to make mistakes. And when you enter a gun into the picture... It's going to be a mistake that somebody ain't going to be able to live with. I mean that figuratively and literally. You won't be able, you will be dead if this little girl makes a mistake with this gun or you will be shot or you'll be uh, severely injured. Because once again, at the end of the day, she is a kid. 
And I don't want to linger on that um, too much longer, guys. I just want to just say I just thought it was an amazing video as far as the shock value go that he's teaching this little girl this. All right, we're going to leave that right there. Um, and coming up in the next segment, guys, we're going to go ahead and put Bill Cosby to rest. He was uh, tried, convicted, found guilty, and um, as we like to say, that's that. So coming up um, in the next segment, we're going to talk about that. And I guess this will be the final, uh, maybe not the final, but close to the final thing we'll say about Bill Cosby. You know, he's definitely tarnished his own legacy. Nobody did it to him. You know, and I know a lot of y'all people feel that Bill Cosby didn't do it. And whether you feel he did it or not, don't even matter because he's been convicted. And... A lot of y'all still feel that OJ is running around here and um, he got off and a lot of people feel that he did it. So, um, yeah, coming up in the next segment, we're going to put that to bed and we're going to do one last little joke about Bill. And then that's that. And that all be coming up after the break. You're listening to the Random Select Podcast. I am your host, Mario. Um, it's the podcast is all about thought provoker talk right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. And we will catch you guys after the break. This is Atlanta's new underground station. How you doing? This is Wood Harris. Hi, this is Jasmine Guy. What's going on, Atlanta? This is Clifton Powell. Hey, guys. It's Nisi Nash from TV Land's The Soul Man. This is Cat Williams. Check this out. This is your boy, Yarrell, from NEXT. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Lunell. What's up, ATL? It's your girl, Cannon Ken of Atlantic Records. Hi, I'm Roger Pienzo. WBS 87 Atlanta. WAEN FM Atlanta. WBHH and on iHeartRadio. Home of the Beat Break Morning. Show with Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies. Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Street, 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 streaming online at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. A Reach One Communications Station. Download the TuneIn app to hear Beat Break 87 FM on your mobile device and listen to the Beat Break Morning Show. Weekday mornings only on Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. What's up, ATL? Make sure that you check out the D Hill Radio Show on Beat Break 87 and BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now, you can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy from over 70,000 radio stations around the world. Check it out at TuneIn.com or your app store. Hey, world. It's your man, Precise. And I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. Stay in tune. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. We specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to bvmobileapps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. 
Listen to Beat Break 87 FM on the go. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app from the app marketplace, including Amazon, including Amazon Google Play, and the App Store. View photos, videos, and Beat Break 87 shows on your mobile device. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app now for free. He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist, Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. I am Benjamin T. Montgomery. I invented a vote for Gunner. I am the former president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela! Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation is when there are acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation? Stay tuned to Beat Break 87FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On? Available online, including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high to have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Right now, right now, Beat Break Radio is taking it to the streets to find out what's happening in your city. Hello, I'm Amber Lyons. CEO and founder of From Pain to Purpose. Come out on Saturday, May the 19th from 4 to 8 p.m. and join us as we celebrate the youth in our community at our Healing Pains Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. We're shining the spotlight on our youth who have overcome life's adversities and they're using their gifts and talents to inspire others. Meet us at Green Forest Community Baptist Church, 3250 Rainbow Drive, Decatur, Georgia. Search for tickets now on Eventbrite under Healing Pain Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. Thank you. We're always taking it to the streets on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Wake up weekday mornings to the Beat Break Morning Show and nod your head in bed to the 360 Mix Show. Weeknights on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back in from the break. You're inside the Random Select Podcast. It's the podcast that's all about thought-provoking talk. Definitely hope you're enjoying the show so far. We're on the back stretch of the show. Um, don't forget, you want to reach me, guys. You can go to randomselect.gmail.com. Go ahead and send me an email. Um, you can go to therandomselect.com and catch some of the past podcasts and things of that nature. Uh, and you can also go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com, click on the Listen Now, brings you right into the Random Select, all the other different uh, links on the site, check out what's going on in the community, and just browse the site and see what we got going on, and you can keep it locked right here on Beat Break Radio. Um, 24-7 for all the different shows and the content that we're bringing. 
um it's a lot going on definitely hope you uh like i said enjoying the show share leave a comment on facebook twitter instagram all those different places that we're at um youtube is the old place that you can't find the podcast um if you can't find us that means you're just not looking hard enough and damn it i'm worth looking for <laughs> um as I finished out the last segment, I t- said I was going to talk about Bill Cosby. I said we were going to put it to rest once and for all because he was found guilty. We were going to do one last joke about Bill and then that was going to be that, you know, talk about it, get it out the way and um, move on from it. He's been found guilty on all counts, so we ain't going to stress it. We're not going to worry about it anymore. Bill has been found guilty. So he's had his due process. He's went through everything. You know, the, the I don't know what his sentencing is going to be. I don't know at this particular point what what should you sentence him to or how it's going to all play out. We're going to see how the sentencing phase work. But we just want to put it all to rest once and for all. And I've always asked this question when it comes to people who got money, power, position, privilege. If it's about the sex, we all know that women are 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 prone to be addicted to power, position, money, and things of that nature. You know, respect, prestige. You Bill Cosby, who was gonna refuse you sex? Who was gonna uh, turn it down? You know, I, I just don't understand why when you, when men are in this position, why do they do this? I mean, you will find anybody who would want to have sex with you just to say they had sex with Bill Cosby and wouldn't open up their mouth, wouldn't say a damn thing. So, I just believe with Bill, it couldn't have been about the sex. At that particular time, you were America's dad when a lot of this stuff was going on, even though you started some of this stuff in the 70s, right? And I just... Before we even get to that, I just want y'all people to say, for all y'all people that said, well, Bill couldn't have done all of those women. You know, I'll give you three or four, but he ain't do no 40. And when I hear people say that, I say, to me, that makes you a little ignorant because do you not understand drugging and raping one woman is too much? What do you mean you'll give him three or four? You know, if we just giving them uh, rapes and dopings, why don't we, hey, just giving 10, 10 out to 40? That makes them a bad baseball player. You know, if you just, you know, uh, average is just low. Bill didn't rape all those women. I could give you three or four or five. That's it, but he ain't raped 40. Do you not understand? If you was a man and you had three daughters and Bill, your daughter was the three, three daughters were the three or four or five. You probably wouldn't feel that way. You probably wouldn't feel that he didn't rape them all three, four, five is all he did. You'd care a lot more if that three, four, five was your three daughters. So we can't say that he didn't rape them all. He did three or four. I don't I, I don't care. Just you shouldn't be doping and raping not one woman. And then the problem that I really got with this is and that you heard a lot of people say it's just the way he treated them after they were raped and doped, doped and raped, whichever order. Well, I'm pretty sure the dope part came first. Um, They would wake up 
you know, he, they will find themselves being loaded into a cab or, or, or dumped back into their car when they wake up in their car. Just the sheer dash of the way he did them. I mean, and then you're not a chemist. You're not a doctor. How do you know what's going on with these people's body? What they may have took some medicine before they come over. You don't know how they're going to interact. You could have messed around and killed somebody. But because you're into it so much, that's your fetish. Because it couldn't have been about the sex. It must just have been about the the sheer fact that you try to count down or, or, or figure out how long it's going to take for them to hit a point where they're knocked out. It, it's got to be some other high that you got from doing this other than the sex. The sex was just, well, hell, they knocked out. I might as well do it. It had to be some other thing that you got all for. And since you've been doing it since the 70s, means that you graduated into really becoming good at what you're doing. It's a wonder that you didn't kill anybody. I guess you cared enough to do enough research to know from, I guess, people weight, body type, how much it would take to, you know, knock them out or do whatever it is that you wanted to do for them. And let's face it, at one point, you just truly, when this first came out, you just truly believed that this couldn't be Bill Cosby. This was Mr. Jello Pudding Pop. This was Fat Abba. This was America's dad. And you really, truly just felt that, no, this, this, this Bill, Bill don't cuss. Bill don't even cuss in his, in his stand-up comedy. And he ridiculed other people for cussing and wearing their pants below their belt. Which is funny when you really think about it in retrospect. You you criticize people for cussing and wearing their pants below their belt when you ripping women drawers off. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair exchange. You guys put up your pants and act like you got some sense and become a, a reputable black man. Now, excuse me while I go over here and dope and rape this woman. Do as I say, not as I do. You know, at one point, you know, when he was doing the Cosby show, that show made you think that it was possible that your situation could be better. You living in the hood, you're a poor black kid, you watching this family whose mother is a is a lawyer, whose dad is a doctor. And they got what? They had four kids, uh, three girls and a boy. Yeah, four kids. And then he was he was funny, he was stern, but he was fair. You know, I can still remember the day he told Theo that I brought you in this world and I would take you out. You, you understand, he was the type of father that you always wish you had. And I'm not ashamed or afraid to say that because I grew up without my father. And he made me look and said, damn, I wish I wish my father was A, here, and B, wish my father was like that. Because Thursday nights on NBC, we all waited for the Cosby show. It was just what we did. It was our first just look into what the possibility of a family could be. I mean, it's just, you know, all the memorable characters from it. You know, all the memorable sayings, you know, when he was... I don't know, man. It was just one of those type of things where Cosby Show is one of those generational type of things. When I when 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 you came an adult, the one fun memory you got was 
how Bill was a good Heathcliff Hustable was a great dad, you know. He knew how to handle his wife. He knew the things to not piss her off and he, everything he did catered around making sure that the mama was not mad. You know, it, it just gave you a little glimpse as into when you got older, how you would want your family, your wife and things to be. And I'm not putting all that on on Bill Cosby because I understand that Bill Cosby is the man that's the real entity. And he, Cliff Huxtable, was a character and he was an actor and he could portray himself any way he potentially wanted to be. Whoever wrote Cosby Show could portray all of them in any light they wanted to be. But for a 30 minute glimpse on Thursday nights, we thought it was real. I mean, we really and truly did because that's how good it was portrayed. That's how so much we wanted it to be real. I mean, we just saw him as America's dad. Even white people did, no matter how you look at it. So, which brings me back to this other point. I don't want to see not one damn person walking around here with a free Bill Cosby t-shirt on if that man go to prison. Let's save our free somebody for somebody that's worth actually the ink that's being printed on that shirt or however they do it. The um, uh, iron on, um, however they do it. I, I just Let's not even waste the material in the shirt. Let's save it for somebody that we really truly felt needs that I mean to me it's in the same category as OJ I don't want to hear another damn thing about OJ either if you want to still continue to mess around with with the people that got you in trouble then that's on you but I don't want to hear no breaking news about how OJ got in trouble again I don't want to hear no breaking news about this as far as I'm concerned OJ don't exist to me no more I am sick and freaking tired of goddamn OJ the only OJ I care about is real orange juice but that Orithal James damn him so not because I felt that he's guilty or not guilty I, I'm, I'm just tired of it period it's almost like uh, we got the NFL draft going on. You know, by the time that actual draft coming, I am tired of hearing about draft coverage. I am tired of hearing about who may go number one, who may trade up, who had a good workout, what was the combine. After so much, you get tired of it. You know what I mean? Because at some point, I just wish some network come out and say, the draft is next month. And we won't talk about the draft until next month. You know what I mean? The draft is Thursday. And we'll check back with you on Thursday morning. So that's how I feel about Bill Cosby. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people having real intimate and hardcore debates about whether he did it or not. At this particular point, let's just give him one. Since y'all like to just give people, give people things. Let's give... Bill Cosby one person that he raped that's still too many he did it you know and the wife and the daughter and everybody um, sticking by his side which is they supposed to do because that's their loved one that's their family member but it looked like the cuz did it so uh, I don't know man I'm just saying that we in this country have got this weird 
I don't know obsession with uh, I don't even want to know I think it might be deeper than an obsession we got this weird love affair with our icons where we feel that they can't do no wrong you feel that the icon is so much better than you that he couldn't possibly do something that you would do because he's better than that unless Bill Cosby is something superhuman I think he put his pants on the same way you put your pants on and that's one leg at a time I don't understand why we think just because somebody's on the TV, they're on the tele, um, on, 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 on the internet, social media, on the radio, coming to you like I'm coming to you um, as a podcast. I don't understand why you think that they can't be like you. Why you don't think they have insecurities like you. Why you think that they can't have vices like you. Think that they can't have weaknesses like you. I, I, I don't understand why we think that just because somebody is coming to you on the tv screen doesn't mean that they're not human so we gotta get out of this weird obsession and love affair with superstars and believing that they can't do anything wrong and then when they do do something wrong the first thing we want to say is free them y'all got to wrap y'all minds around the fact that america's dad bill cosby dope and raped women more than one and we gotta understand that he has had his moment in court he has been tried he has been convicted so america can we please put this to rest the women that was victims got their uh day in court they got the the peace of mind and the closure that they needed that they deserved and we gotta just say hey look bill he effed up for a long long period of time and it caught up with him just like everything does with everybody just like all the stuff that maybe you have done in your life at some point it all catches up with you i know i've done a few things in my life and they caught up with me and then when it catches up with you you gotta pay the piper it's only so long you can play in the street before you get hit by a car baby you understand what I'm saying? It's only so long. It's only so long you can do certain things and it, and it just catches up with you. It's only so long you can play out in the rain before you catch a cold. You understand? It's only so long you can stay out in the sun before you get a sunburn or you get dehydrated or you have a heat stroke. It's only so long everything catches up with you. And especially when you're doing things in the dark that you don't want to come to the light. You know how much work you have to do to keep everything shut down into that dark, dark closet to keep it from coming out. And the one thing we know about skeletons is no matter how long they sit in a casket. At some point when somebody opens up the casket, the skeleton still going to be there. Because your skin, your flesh and all that rots away. But that skeleton ain't going nowhere, baby. Look at all the cavemen, all the hundreds and thousands of years this earth been around. We saw the first men. Look at all the animals and the fossils. The skeleton ain't going nowhere, baby. So whatever closet you got them skeletons in, baby, you got to work hard to keep that closet door closed. Because the first chance somebody gets, they're going to run across that closet. And as soon as they turn that knob, pull that door open, those skeletons are going to come running out. 
And as Bobby Walmart say, when them skeletons start coming out of the closet, they chase you all around the room. There's nothing you could do about it. I mean, because you know you did it. You know you did the things that made them skeletons come out the closet. So, <clears throat> this is Bill's um, final curtain call. So, Fat Abbott, go. Jello Pudding Pop Man, go. Heat Cliff Huxtable, go. I mean, well, at least he got a chance to get out um, and do one last comedy tour before all this came about. People protested that. And <clears throat> as well, they probably should. I'm not going to pay my ticket to go in to protest. I'll protest outside, but by you paying for a ticket to go in there and then it yell out and stuff and you, I mean you still helped them out by paying a ticket so that was kind of counterproductive if you ask me you know you pay to help I mean I don't know counterproductive to me they escorted you out the show and he still got your money for you paying to get in so once again we're gonna put all this to rest we're gonna make sure that at least on the random select podcast we're not gonna talk about bill cosby anymore unless something you know major pop off left you know uh you hear the bill cosby hung himself in jail we may talk about that but then again i won't spend a whole segment on it i'll probably just say well he did what most cowards do they want to do the crime but they feel they can't do the time and he killed himself you know that's what a lot of people do you know they want to go out and do all this stuff kill maim murder you know rape and then when the police you know uh get ready to take them to jail or, or get ready to surround them to to arrest them they want to put the pistol in their mouth and pull the trigger like the guy who shot the guy uh on facebook you know if you want to just be dead just save everybody all the time effort and and the heartache you killed this man for no particular reason this man lived through one of the most tumultuous times in our country's history he made it through the 60s with all the white supremacists and people born and burning the kkk made it through the 50s you know came up through the 70s this man lived to see this era and then you you his own kind come shoot and kill this man after he made it through the civil rights era so i feel no love for you you coward I hope you're somewhere roasting over an open fire burning in hell because that wasn't right. That wasn't right at all. No matter how you try to chop it up. So, and that's me just ranting as I do. It's random select people, you know, random topic. It could go all over the place. That's what we do right here on the random select podcast. But I'm just ready to put this Bill Cosby thing to rest. As I said, I was going to do one last little joke about Bill, right? It's almost like a, a, a sideways homage, but I just want to tell you that I ran across this <laughs> um, on the internet, and you can't ever say Bill didn't tell you way back then what he was into. He told the world, but nobody paid attention. He told millions and millions of viewers what he was into and nobody paid attention so i just want you to listen to this and it's funny 
but not funny and it's funny like they say how life how art imitates life and this is the truest example of that check this out well now, it certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves they haven't worked anything out for themselves it's my barbecue sauce <laughs> Your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? Oh, stop. I'm dead serious. Haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home? Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table. And I'm <laughs> I got a cup of it, I said. <laughs> Left it up there breathing. Why don't you give the chicken to these people that's going up and have some sauce? All right, guys, there you have it. The last joke we're going to do about Bill Cosby. But in Bill Cosby's defense, he did tell you it's his special sauce that have people feeling all huggy-buggy. Hey, and you can't deny your huggy-buggy feeling. He got a thing of sauce up there on the uh, nightstand that he's letting breathe. They can go have some of that sauce and they gonna get huggy-buggy themselves. <laughs> so, like I said, that's the last thing we're gonna do about Bill Cosby. We're gonna put that in a nice little vault and we gonna um, put that away on the Random Select Podcast. We're not gonna talk about Bill anymore. Like I said, it's just several people that I'm I'm, I'm tired of talking about him. I don't want to hear no more about DMX and his recovery. DMX done had a million chances. So, I mean, he where he want to be. Don't want to hear no more about OJ. Uh, frankly, I'm tired of hearing about Trump. But we got to keep hearing about that because he's going to be the president for the next, you know, a uh, couple years. So, um, you know, it's just uh, a few things that you just really woe out on. But, so... But I'm dead serious about you guys and this. I don't want to see nobody doing no hashtag free bill. I don't want to see nobody wearing no free bill t-shirts or anything like that. You know, because he did he, he did the crime. He got to do the time. He thought he was too big and powerful in order for uh, this to catch up with him. But it did. Everything catches up with everybody. So we just wanted to put that to rest and... Um, and leave it at that and can't say bill that we didn't send you off uh, properly we gave you the proper homage so that's the homage and we leaving it at that all right it is done final joke um but hey he did tell you watch out for me that sauce i make is a bitch <laughs> Um, all right, guys, uh, we're getting ready to be up against the break. We're getting ready to go into the final portion of the show. That's going to wrap everything up next um, show. I might talk a little NFL draft. Um, I don't know. I mean, I might talk some playoffs. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we might just go anywhere off the beaten path. Um, I don't know. So stay tuned. Um, you're listening to the Random Select Pirate. Random Select Mario. You listen to the Random Select Podcast with Mario. Uh, right here on, on Beat Break 87 FM, Atlanta's new underground station where music and talk radio lives. Catch you guys after the break and then we're going to wrap it up. Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. 
Hi, this is Clifford English, your host and producer of The Gospel Train. Join me every Sunday right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. You will be encouraged, you will be equipped, you will be educated, you will be entertained, all while hearing the best in gospel music. Don't miss your connection with The Gospel Train right here on Beat Break 87 FM Radio. BeatBreakRadioFM.com We specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to BVMobileApps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. Hey world, it's your man Precise, and I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and Blackberry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. Stay in tune. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist, Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. I am Benjamin T. Montgomery. I am Benny A. Goldfield. I am the former president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela! Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation? It's when there are acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation. Stay tuned to Beat Break 87 FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On, available online including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high and have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Right now, right now, Beat Break Radio is taking it to the streets to find out what's happening in your city. Hello, I'm Amber Lyons. CEO and founder of From Pain to Purpose. Come out on Saturday, May the 19th from 4 to 8 p.m. and join us as we celebrate the youth in our community at our Healing Pains Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. We're shining a spotlight on our youth who have overcome life's adversities and they're using their gifts and talents to inspire others. Meet us at Green Forest Community Baptist Church, 3250 Rainbow Drive, Decatur, Georgia. Search for tickets now on Eventbrite under Healing Pain Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. Thank you. We're always taking it to the streets on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. When it comes to hip hop, R&B, and talk radio, no one does it better than Beat Break 87 FM. This segment is brought to you by Patrick S. Duncan's latest spoken word project, What's Going On? Enjoy thought-provoking poetry by spoken word artist himself, Patrick S. Duncan. Visit cdbaby.com slash cd slash Patrick S. Duncan and order your copy today. What's Going On is also available on iTunes. 
This portion of Beat Break Radio is only suitable for mature audiences and not suitable for young audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Back in from the break. I want to thank you for hanging out with me, Mario, host of the Random Select Podcast. It's the podcast is all about thought-provoking talk right here on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Um, we're in the last portion of the show. We're about to get ready to close it out. And don't forget, coming up after the Random Select Podcast, you have the Brass King. It's two turntables um, and an eclectic set coming with the Rush Hour Mix. So uh, keep it locked right here for that, guys. And in this last portion, we're going to get you guys up out of here. Just going to talk about some of the things that's going on in the news. And today I'm going to be joined by, um, you know, a fan, uh, Michelle. Um, We're just going to talk about uh, random things that's going on in the news. And uh, we're going to go on from that. Randomselect.gmail.com. That's select with two T's. Um, I want to introduce Michelle really quick. Michelle, how you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Um, so uh, let's get right to it, Michelle. Let's talk about uh, Kanye West. Everybody thought he was a little weird, a little off center, but you know we kind of let it go because he was making good music and things of that nature. How you feel about all the recent things going on with um, Kanye and him supporting Trump and all this type of stuff? Do you do you really believe it's the effect of him being with a Kardashian? What's your opinions and thoughts on that? I like Kanye West, but he has an arrogant side to him. But it's all good. But I think that, you know, he just loved the attention and, you know, want to, you know, want to keep this a little bit relevant in his work. Because I think he was sliding, sliding back a little bit on his music because his last album wasn't that great like it usually is. Okay, let me ask you this. Wait, wait, let me ask you this question. So, when he drops his new album, will you be buying the album or will you be bootlegging it or will you be streaming it on one of those streaming servers? Well, I have Spotify, so I probably would check it out on Spotify. And if I, you know, like it, I'll probably repurpose it. Okay, so, which makes me ask this question Are there any artists out there right now that you feel? It's still to the point where you would buy their music. Um, I would say Little Wayne. I love Little Wayne. You know, a lot of people don't like him. I do. You know, he, you know, he he raps, but he raps with a lot of truth, a lot of things, and 
nobody's just not listening. I'm more listening to the music and stuff, the lyrics. And you be telling a lot of truth to me. And I would, um, who else would I buy? Um, pretty much, um, I would buy another Daisy album. I think, you know, this music is pretty cool. Um, that's about it for now. Those are the only two ones that I would, you know, really, uh, purchase. Okay. Everybody else, I would check it out before it comes before it come out. Okay, and 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 real quick, um, just to finish up the Kanye thing, do you have do you think that the Kardashian effect has anything to do with the way Kanye is, or do you just think it's just Kanye? Mm, no, I think it's just Kanye. That's his personality, and I think he was he was like that before he met up with Kim. So I don't, I don't see him being any different. I mean, any different that he's married him. Okay. All right. Well, let me say this. In the last segment, I talked about how I was going to put. Um, talking about Bill Cosby to death on the show I said this was gonna since he's been convicted this was gonna be the very last time that I talk about Bill Cosby because Bill Cosby OJ DMX and those people like that I'm tired of hearing about them we keep giving DMX chance after chance after chance he keeps screwing up OJ I mean I mean that speak for itself so at this particular point since Bill Cosby has been convicted I told myself this is the last time I'm talking about it. So me personally, I'm not going to talk about it because I put it to bed in the last uh, segment of the show. But I will give you a chance to talk about it. How do you feel about uh, Bill Cosby being convicted? Um, I don't know. I don't Tell them the truth, you know. But they, I think that maybe the trial's a little bit unfair because these women's time, time has passed up for them to come forward. I think that they should have came forward earlier, and when this first happened to them, that way, you know, it would have been solid evidence. But most, some of them, I mean, mostly so unbelievable. But this here lady that's on trial, now I'm kind of skeptical about her story. Well, just wait till the last minute to do this, you know, to, to tell your story. Okay, so you know, some of the some of the um, evidence they have against against her were, uh, wouldn't matching up with what she was saying. So I'm kind of skeptical about her story. But all the other ones, you know. Even though it was too late for them, they seemed like their stories were very believable. Okay, so I know I said I wasn't going to speak on this, but I, I just want to say this one particular thing. So, no, I mean, you 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 believe in statute of limitations when it comes to drugging and raping a person. I mean, no matter when he did it, if, if somebody calls him out and say that he did it, it's, it's wrong. And I understand that we have laws in this country and I understand we have rules and regulations that says something about statute of limitations, but drugging and raping a woman is wrong. And I, and I can't stand when the people um, who defend Bill Cosby say Bill Cosby didn't rape all of those people. He might did one or two, but he didn't rape no 40. Um, well, I'm under the impression one or two drugging and raping is wrong because what if those one or two 
Well, your wife, your daughter, your sister, you, would you feel different about that one or two? He shouldn't be raping nobody. How you feel about that? definitely be Okay, so let me ask you. Okay, so let me ask you this as a woman. Um, if a dude come to you and he just straight up with you telling you that this is what it is, hey look, I don't really wanna date you or anything or go out or anything. I just wanna, you know, hit that thing and um that'll be it. You know, would you respect him more or or would you prefer for him lie to you, play the game and try to get it another way? Or would you prefer for him to be straight up honest with you? I don't like that approach, but <laughs> I'm just straight, you know, sometimes you straight up, sometimes you won't feel offended by it, but most most of the nine times out of ten, you know, the woman would be offended, but if you use a, a different approach about it, I wouldn't be offended about it, but you just straight up like, you know, it's all, it's all going to go down to the same thing, but I would, I'd rather you, you know do it in a different manner you know a different approach that way I won't feel so like man he just came out like that you know okay so what you're saying is that if it's all gonna end up to both of you guys in the sack both of you guys having sex it's all about the approach it's all about how he come to you with it because the point I'm, I'm trying to make is I can't stand when uh, I, I don't want to say I can't stand But I, it, it really does something to me When women say just be honest And then when you, when somebody Approach you a certain way Then you get mad about being honest So which is it? Um, I probably would get mad Just like I said The approach that, If it was a, a different approach Yeah You know just all leading up to the same thing, but I it's just straight up saying like you're like that. That's you know a woman feel like that. That's what you think of me of is that you know. But if he takes his time and work his way to that point, you know, I'm fine with it after that. <laughs> oh, so what you're saying is you would feel less hoish if he took his time instead of yeah. you know you getting right to the point. That's what that's that's pretty much what you're saying to me. Oh, okay. So, if your approach is slow and steady, like cooking in a crock pot, is good. But if he try to microwave you, you, you it, it don't feel so right. Right. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, I gotta keep in mind my next approach: go slow and steady, like the crock pot. All right, I got you. Exactly. <laughs> all right, I got you. But. I, you know, sometimes I just get a little put off when women say, be honest with me, when we all know that the average woman cannot yeah, handle honesty. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. The average woman love to preach this, and it sounds good from afar. It sounds like it's a good thing, but then when somebody come to you with the realness of the truth, you say, why are you talking to me like that? Don't, don't, I, I ain't no, no skanker, no hoe, or no bitch. Don't talk to me like that. But yet, and still, you just, you just, Preach to another person you're ready for a man to be honest with you. Well, women are uh, have such 
positive emotions. So that's how, you know, that's how a lot of women are thinking because of the sensitive emotions. But as you get older, you know, and you get desperate, you know, all that stuff go out the window. The world's like, okay, you down, I'm down. As you get older. Oh, so that's how it works. You just live long enough, and then you, then you automatically gravitate toward if you if you down, I'm down. That's all it takes, you know. Yeah. Basically. Uh, oh, all right. Um, I would love to meet you one day, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> all I gotta do is you know bat my eyes at you and go, "Are you down?" And you go, "Yeah, I'm down. What's up?" You know. But what about all those people? But what about all those people who, who they said, you know, oh, you know, when I first met them, uh, we didn't have anything in common. I, I really didn't like them, but they just kept being so persistent. They walked me down. They just kept on every day. We're going to go out. We're going to go out. So how all of a sudden from when there was no chemistry and then all of a sudden you just gave in because they pretty much just was there every day asking you out and walking you down. How does it go from no chemistry to hell? I might as well do it because they're asking every day. How does that happen? Well, I think as the time goes along, it, it just don't happen like that. I think you start growing on a person. You start get get to know the person better. You know, I don't think it's like what you say. Like, when you gonna do it? When you gonna do it? You start to get to know the person. You start to get to knowing each other. They start liking each other. Well, <clears throat> once again, that goes back to a thing that I have issues with too. When people say they grow on you, fungus and moss grow on you. So that's what you're saying. I am. You know, like I say again, that might not necessarily happen for everybody because you know you got to be vibing with the person. Yeah, and you find out you have certain things in common. It's like building building up to a relationship. Oh, okay. All right. Well, all right. I'll take your word for that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So let me ask you a question, right? How long do you think um, two people should be in a relationship or date before marriage is put on the table? And I'm asking this because of the thing that's going on with, um, you know, people when talking about, uh, what's her name? Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx. So I'm asking you as a regular woman, if you were dating a guy, how long you think the timetable should be before he popped that question to you? No, it's a with dating, I would say about maybe from two to four years because you I really think that you really should get to know that person. You're gonna be with this person twenty four hours a day. Well I ain't gonna say twenty four hours a day, but the time you're not working, you're gonna be together and it's gonna be for the rest of your life. So you ought to get to know that person better because if you don't it's just gonna be trouble ahead. You'd be like, oh, I didn't know you did this. Oh, I didn't know you like this. No, oh, I didn't like that. You know, and then it's gonna be kind of, well, can you put up with yourself, or can you, or you, or you can't put up with it. So you know, I think it's very important to know a person. So that way, you can say this is something I can deal with. If not, I can just, you know, you know, call it quits and move on. So your official answer is two to four years that a person should two people should be dating um, before they get married so if that's the case if they've been dating around five years so 
that's around the right time then by your estimation so why are people pressuring jamie fox into saying that he should marry the woman then why do you think people do that because for one, you you feel like you know as as uh, I take the I'll, I'll take the women's well I'm I'm coming from a woman's point of view it's like hey, you just, you don't know that you're gonna waste your time because if you waste your time you could do work working on another a relationship that you think is gonna work and not gonna have a future together because time time is not on nobody's side time goes away real fast and as time goes away fast you're aging and. All these different things that happen, so you so you want to try to, you know, nip is in the bud with how your future's going to be, and you know, and feel like you're going to have something together. Yeah, but the one thing you didn't mention right there, you said time, and you could be getting to know somebody else. I never heard you mention love. Love does love play a role in 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 that? All yeah, you said yeah, was time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just giving you the, the yeah, of course, that plays a role in it, but a lot of women feel, though, as, you know, Tom is daddy said, and, you know, the pressure is from the, everybody that's on the outside, you know, and when y'all gonna do this, you know, it, it, it's a lot of things that plays into it. Of course, you're gonna love the person, you've got to love the person all of a sudden get married. So let me let me let me ask you this as as a woman, I'm glad you brought that up about that pressure. As a woman, why do you guys feel so pressured to let people who don't who are not in your inner circle, who don't know what the deal is between you and your relationship, pressure you guys into doing things or trying to elevate to a level that you may not be comfortable with or you and that person may not be ready for? Why do you guys feel that pressure so so much to do that? I think it's because you you are sort of raised, you almost say raised that way, but as you've grown up, you see everybody else doing it, so you figured you're supposed to be doing all you, you know, you see your parents get married for a long time, or you see somebody else get married for a long time, so you feel like, hey, I got the answer to do this and that, because everybody else is doing it. Okay. Or you feel that, you know, people are, the people in your circle, like everybody else married and you're not married, you're like, okay. Okay, now with with that being said, right, and now that right here in 2018, all the information is out. Um, all that we know about how relationships work, we see how dating has changed. It's not the way it used to be. You don't, do you think it's time for us to start readjusting those traditional values that we have been taught? Do you think it's time for us to start saying, wait a minute, maybe how we've been taught about love and relationships is wrong, and maybe we need to adjust our mirrors a little bit as far as that goes? Yes, I, I really do think that needs to change as far as um, relationships go and how things are supposed to be, because I don't think... I really don't think it's realistic, like, not having sex before marriage or don't live with a person before you, before, you, you know, you get married, you know, stuff like that. I think so. I think it's totally the opposite. That way you know what you're dealing with. So what you're saying to me is you, you, you when you meet that guy, you, you vibing, you want to get that thing up before y'all get married? 
Yeah, because you all know what you get. Because if you get mad, once you get married, and y'all get in the bedroom, you're like, wait a minute. This so, ain't what I thought I would get. So, would you end a marriage over bad sex? Things could be learned. Or you could try with working with a person and, and y'all both learning new things. You show them things that you already know. or You know, it, it, it can be worked out that way. If Once again, not, you yeah. danced around the question. Would you end a marriage over bad sex? Yes or no? No, no. Now, I'm just saying no in the fact that we can work it out, but if we can't work it out, then there's going to be some issues in that marriage as we, as we go along. What would be considered a thing that you need to work out inside of a bad sex relationship? I mean, give me a scenario where you, you say, okay, me and him need to try to work this out or we need to call it quits. What would he have to be doing that's considered bad or need working out in your eyes well I think we have to go educate himself on that situation and, <clears throat> and once he's educated himself on it then come back and find the things to see if your partner likes it and agrees with what he's doing to improve himself then everything else will be all good Okay, yes, I get all of that. Give me an example to you what would be one of them things where you have to tell your husband, hey, well, we, we, we kind of need to work on this. Give me an example. It don't have to be a, a realistic thing that's going on in your life, but just give me an example of, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what would be the type of thing that you would have to sit him down and say, hey, we really need to work on this, or I don't think I can do this. Hello, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm trying to give you a, a good answer to that. Um, that's in general, like like the things I just said. You know, you sit down and talk about, you know, you know, or you know, we both can learn together and say, hey, I came up with this, and you came up with that. You know, and you know, see how it works out. If you like it, you move on from there. Okay. If not, you know. But now that I was telling you, you work it out, it's fine. Unless, you know, the man is not working with nothing, then you're going to have some other problems. That's why I say you should test the waters before you get into it. All right. So let's, let's, I've asked, I've talked about this on a, a thousand podcasts, and I've asked quite a few women this. Let me ask you this. Honestly and truthfully, the does size matter? You know, well, in some ways, yes, in some ways, no. It depends on if you know how to, you know, work with what you got, it's fine. But size could matter if it's not going to the women. Okay. All right. Well, um, on the man side of that, I will say as far as you know how you women are always talking about uh, tightness and things of that nature. I'm just saying that as far as the men go, um, you know, it, it it matters to a certain degree, you know. So yeah, of course, you, you know, women have to keep all that stuff intact in order for 
of the relationship to be with her, right? And I mean, as far as sexual, sexual wise, but she wants to keep herself up too. So you know, y'all could be matched up. Okay, I got you. So, 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 all right. So, we're gonna get ready to end this. Um, I just wanted to. I'm glad that you was able to come on um, to the show. Um, but we're getting ready to be up against the break. I want to thank uh, Michelle for hanging out with me inside the Random Select Podcast. It's the podcast that's all about thought provoking talk. Um, hey, this is the last portion of the show. We're getting ready to get you up out of here. Don't forget the Brass King is coming up next. He's going to get you through that rush hour with the rush hour mix. He's going to get you bobbing in the car, get your head rocking and all those good things like that. Don't forget, we'll be back on Monday um, and everything's going to be good. We're going to start it off uh, fresh and everything's going to be right. So until then, guys, uh, the Random Select is out. This is Atlanta's new underground station. How you doing? This is Wood Harris. Hi, this is Jasmine Guy. What's going on, Atlanta? This is Clifton Powell. Hey, guys, it's Nisi Nash from TV Land's The Soul Man. This is Cat Williams. Check this out. This is your boy, Yarrell, from NEXT. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Lunell. What's up, ATL? It's your girl, Cannon Ken of Atlantic Records. Hi, I'm the Roger P. WBS 87 Atlanta. WAEN FM Atlanta. WBHH and on iHeartRadio. Home of the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey, DJ Rollum, and the Wake Up Ladies. Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Street, street, street. Streaming online at BeatBreakRadioFM.com. A Reach One Communications Station. Download the TuneIn app to hear Beat Break 87 FM on your mobile device and listen to more. the Beat Break Morning Show. Weekday mornings only on Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. What's up, ATL? Make sure that you check out the D Here Radio Show on Beat Break 87 and BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now, you can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy from over 70,000 radio stations around the world. Check it out at TuneIn.com or your app store. Hey, world. It's your man, Precise. And I have great news. The Precise Music app is finally available for your iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry through Amazon and other app stores. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. Go get it for all things Precise. Powered by BlackVibes.com. I tried to put it off, but I can't. It's on me. Tried to blame the other man, but I can't. It's on me. Stay in tune. That's Precise Music. Music is spelled with a Z. We specialize in creating mobile apps for the entertainment industry. Go to bvmobileapps.com, click Get Started Now, create your account, choose your package, upload your content, and click Submit. BV Mobile Apps. Make it easy. Make it mobile. Listen to Beat Break 87 FM on the go. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app from the app marketplace. Including Amazon. Including Amazon. Google Play. And the App Store. View photos, videos, and Beat Break 87 shows on your mobile device. Download the Beat Break 87 FM app now for free. He has performed on stage in front of thousands of poetry lovers. He has sold out shows and rocked the crowd with the best poets in the industry. Welcome to the stage, spoken word artist, Patrick Duncan, better known as the Preacher Man. I am 
Critically acclaimed spoken word artist, poet, writer, and the creator of Black on Purpose poetry TV series Wordplay. Patrick the Preacher Man Duncan is coming to a venue near you. Why is the only time we can come together as a nation is when there are acts of insanity, chaos, or devastation? Stay tuned to Beat Break 87FM for updates on Patrick Duncan's upcoming arrival to your city. Visit cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Patrick S. Duncan to order his latest album, What's Going On, available online, including CD Baby and iTunes. I want this high to have no affiliation to a political party. I want this high to be spiritual. For more info, go to BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Right now, right now, Beat Break Radio is taking it to the streets to find out what's happening in your city. Hello, I'm Amber Lyons. CEO and founder of From Pain to Purpose. Come out on Saturday, May the 19th from 4 to 8 p.m. and join us as we celebrate the youth in our community at our Healing Pains Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. We're shining the spotlight on our youth who have overcome life's adversities and they're using their gifts and talents to inspire others. Meet us at Green Forest Community Baptist Church, 3250 Rainbow Drive, Decatur, Georgia. Search for tickets now on Eventbrite under Healing Pain Through the Arts Teen Spotlight Awards. Thank you. We're always taking it to the streets on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives. Wake up weekday mornings to the Beat Break Morning Show and nod your head in bed to the 360 Mix Show. Weeknights on Atlanta's new underground station, Beat Break 87 FM, where music and talk radio lives.